In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. We're going to continue with the prodigal son. Remember that Jesus was speaking to tax collectors and sinners, and that the son was lost. He spent all his money on wine, women, and song, and he was in the pigsty, feeding pigs. When the pigsty worked for him, he came to his senses. Now the tax collectors and sinners are listening to this salvation of the lost. They're being convicted. Verse 17 of chapter 15. But when he came to himself, that's in the pig pen. He said, how many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to eat and spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Now these tax collectors and sinners are listening because they know their sin. And yet, this young man is going back to his father. They're saying, what's going to happen? Father, I have sinned against you in heaven. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him. The father was drawing him to himself. The father had been looking for the lost son. The father is looking for you if you're lost. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. Compassion means to suffer with. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe. Didn't even hear what the young lost man said now he's no longer lost he's back with the father the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet sandals so that he could walk away if he wanted to but there's no walking away from love there's no walking away from compassion there's no walking away from the love of god Get the fatted calf and kill it. That's veal. That's prime meat. Prime meat. It still is. You go to the restaurant. You pay more for veal. 
than chicken. Get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Oh, the tax collectors and sinners were smiling. They're thinking, this could happen to me. This could happen to me. Now his elder son was in the field. And when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted veal, the fatted calf, because he's got him back safe and sound. Then the eldest son became angry and refused to go in. But his father came out and began to plead with him again. The father goes out to the eldest son to plead with him. He said, listen, for all these years, I have been working like a slave for you. I have never disobeyed your commandments, yet you have never even given me a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. And when this son of yours, just listen, he's angry. This son of yours came back. You who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate. We had to rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and is found. Are you feeling dead? Are you feeling lost? The 15th chapter of Luke will tell you that the sheep that was lost Jesus went after it, that the coin that was lost, the woman looked for it and found it. The son that was lost was gained back to be a son in the presence of the father. And the eldest son, I wonder if he ever converted. I wonder, I have no idea. But the point of the matter is the lost will be found because this is who Jesus was speaking to, tax collectors and sinners, and they knew they were lost. You know, I like to preach to people who know nothing, because nothing gets in the way. People who go to church say, well, I go to church. Well, you could go to church, but that doesn't mean you're a Christian. You see, everything in a garage is not only an automobile. Every person in church is not necessarily a Christian. St. Augustine said, I am a Catholic Christian. A Catholic Christian. 
Oh, how we need the new birth experience. How we need to know that Jesus has come to save us and to continue to save us by the shedding of his blood. How we need to know that it's never too late to turn to Jesus. It's never too late to turn to Jesus. Chapter 16. Then Jesus said to his disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this manager was squandering his property. He's not a good manager. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give me an account of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do now that my master is taking this position away from me? I am not strong enough to dig ditches. I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do. So when I am dismissed as a manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors, one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. And so he said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. And he asked another, How much do you owe my master? He replied, a hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill, make it eighty. And the master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly, for the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of the light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, people may welcome you into the eternal homes. You see, this was a dishonest servant, and yet he was clever. And the people of the world are far more clever with themselves and others than the people of the kingdom. I remember the hilltop many years ago. It started off by giving you a big steak for four ninety-five. This was years ago. A big salad, all the butter you wanted, a big dessert. And people ran to the hilltop. They ran, they ran, they ran because they were receiving wonderful food at an inexpensive price. I'm telling you, as the prices started to go up, and as the prices started to go up and the food became less, people stopped going to the hilltop. If you own an Italian restaurant, I'm telling you, 
give each person a pound of spaghetti so that they'll take it home. And they'll tell everybody else, go and eat at that restaurant. I got a whole lot of spaghetti that we had another meal with. Spaghetti is cheap. Don't be scrimping on spaghetti. I said this to my friend John. He has a flower shop. And he decided to give more flowers. And he decided to be like a grandmother or a grandfather. And he said the people will tell other people about it. And that's exactly what happened. The children of the world are much more intelligent than the children of the light. What do the children of the light do? Well, I'm not Catholic, and Catholics don't go to heaven. Oh, really? Did you shed your blood for us? Or I'm not Protestant. Protestants don't go to heaven. Oh, really? Did you shed your blood for them? Oh, yes. We're constantly arguing between us and them. It's not us and them. It's us. Anyone who names the name of Jesus is part of us. It's not us and them. It's anyone who names the name of Jesus is part of us. What about the Pentecostals? Well, thank God for them. They have vision. Whenever I go by an eye store that says vision place, I said, this is what the church needs to be, a place of vision, seeing in the spirit the things that God is calling us to do. No five-year plans. No five-year plans. No three-year plans. But now, what God is calling us to do, now, and that is to proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, as the one who shed his blood for us so that we would have salvation. Chapter 16, verse 10. Whoever is faithful in a little is faithful also in much. If God can say to me, you're faithful with the money that comes into in season, then I could be faithful in much. And what is faithful in much? He gives me people. He gives me people to minister to, to love. He brings them to me. And whoever is dishonest in a little is dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful with dishonest wealth, who will entrust you with true riches? And what are the true riches? People. Bringing people to Jesus. And Jesus to people. They're the true riches. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God that God sends people to me. Thanks be to God that people are listening to me today. You are the true riches. That's my rich, not what's in the bank. 
touching people to hear the gospel, allowing people to be filled with the Holy Spirit as Jesus baptizes them when we pray. Whoever is faithful in little is faithful also in much, and whoever is dishonest in very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with dishonest wealth, who will entrust to you true riches, people? And if you have not been faithful with that that belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other and be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and wealth. You cannot serve both God and wealth. Oh, yes, I have money, but I'm generous. The Lord called me to be generous. I stopped tithing many years ago, and now I do much, much, much more than tithing. God has taught me to be generous. He says, what you sow is what you reap. And so I've been generous by the grace of God. By the grace of God, I've been generous. And that's all God's doing. Verse 14, chapter 16. The Pharisees who were lovers of money heard all this, and they ridiculed Jesus. So he said to them, you are those who justify yourself in the sight of men, but God knows your hearts. For what is prized by human beings is an abominable thing in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were in effect until John came. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is proclaimed, and everyone tries to enter it by force. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one stroke of a letter in the law to be dropped. Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery. Whoever marries a woman and divorced from their husband commits adultery. Now we believe that if it was not a sacramental marriage because they were forced to get married, we can have something uh, not a it's something called an annulment. I continue. Verse 19, chapter 16. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, who feasted sumptuously every day. He feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick the sores of Lazarus, the poor man. The poor man died 
and was carried away by the angels to the bosom of Abraham. He not only was poor, but he had faith. The rich man also died and was buried. No faith. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus at his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send me, send Lazarus to tip, to dip a tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received good things, and Lazarus in like manner received evil things, but now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us is a great chasm. It has been fixed so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, or no one can cross from here to us. He said then, Father, I beg you, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. Abraham said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone rises from the dead. And Jesus rose from the dead, and people still are not convinced. Jesus died on a cross out of love for sinners and tax collectors and priests. Oh yes, he died on a cross so that we might have eternal life. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him might not perish but have eternal life. God sent the Son not into the world to make the world wrong, but that the world might be saved through him. Oh yes, where are you today? Are you with the tax collectors and sinners? There's hope for you. Let's pray. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. I have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I am sorry. Touch me with your spirit. Flood me with your spirit. I'm sorry for all my sins. Be my Lord and my Savior from this day on until forever. Amen. 
The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Mary said, Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Read Luke 15 if you're lost. Luke 15. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.